Welcome back to the 9 to 5 to Rich podcast. This is Josh, Joshua Esters, back again with another episode. So let's get into this. We're talking about Q4. I ended last podcast saying that I almost missed Q4. And what I meant by that is I almost talked myself out of it. I told myself I was going to sit on the sidelines of Q4 this year um, for two reasons. And uh, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I got to jump in. I got to get in there and uh, see see what I can do. It's going to be a lot different than previous Q4s, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I, I got to jump in. I got to make it work. Because um, I just have to. But, you know, actually, before before I get um, before I jump into it a little, a little more. Hey, if you're on Twitter, uh, hit me up on Twitter. You know, um, I'm at Joshua Esters, J-O-S-H-U-A-E-S-T-E-R-S. Hit me up on Twitter. You know, um, let me know you listen to the podcast. And, you know, if there's anything I could possibly help you out with in your journey. Um, you know, feel free to ask me some questions or something like that, you know, but let's connect. Let's connect on Twitter. Um, yeah. All right. So let's let's get back to it. You know, um, there were two reasons why I almost talked myself out of selling during Q4. Now, Q4 is already here. You know, a lot of the big players, a lot of the, the big e-commerce players, a lot of those people who are, you know, who who have big operations, a lot of those people are already ready. They already have their orders in. They already um, they already have a plan and all that kind of stuff. And um, and the reason why I know that is while I was um, I, I spent I spent two days uh, I spent two days uh, placing orders. And while I was doing that, you know, a lot of stuff was sold out, a lot of stuff that I that I usually buy um, during Q4. You know, stuff is sold out. And. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just sold out. And, and, and uh, it's like, for example, there's a few products, for example, that I used to buy for Q4 um, and I was able to buy them during this time are sold out. So a lot of people are just 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 buying up stuff, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, people, um, companies, or you know these big e-commerce people. A lot of them are focusing on, you know, the stuff that works, and they're spending. I think a lot of them are spending less time on, um, on products that are new, um, and that haven't been tested. You know. So, um, so I, I just think a lot of people are just buying stuff that they, you know, bought before anyways. Well, that's what I did. And, and I do, I do have some, some new, uh, some products that are new in the sense that, you know, they're, you know, the company, um, you know, created new products, obviously. And I, I did pick up a few new items, but not a lot. I picked up stuff that had a lot of, um, I picked up stuff that have products that have reviews already and has sales and all that kind of stuff. But there were two reasons. And the first one is 
I have the unfortunate interest in politics. And I've been following politics uh, very closely um, probably since maybe the past three months, maybe since around May or June. They kind of following a little closely. And I think, you know, I, I, I have I have two brains on on what's going on right now. So obviously right now, you know, you got the coronavirus lockdowns and then you also have the the uh, the civil unrest, the racial tension and all that kind of stuff. Right. And what I'm concerned about is um, what I'm concerned about is the election, you know, the presidential election. Um, because, you know, I'm listening to, to, you know, what, what both sides are saying, Republicans, Democrats or whatever. And you kind of get a sense or people are having the expectation, um, that there's going to be a lot of civil unrest, no matter which way it goes, no matter which, no matter if Biden wins, there's still going to be riots. You know, there's been riots every single night for the last three months in in some place in the country there's been civil unrest every night um you know riots and things like that and so if biden wins those probably going to continue if trump wins um it's very likely to uh to continue now things can change between now and election election day right now it's only september 17th so um but but uh, I have two brains on 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 this situation. You know, my cautious brain is saying that you know this 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 could get real bad, right? This could get real bad because partly because we know we we know because we've been seeing it for the past three months what the far left Democrats. You know, the extreme people, what they are willing to do and what they can do, because, you know, those are the people who have been, you know, out in the streets doing all doing all the crazy stuff. Um, but we don't know what the far right Republican extremes are willing to do because they haven't been out. So you pretty much have a one sided um, a one-sided battle where you have the far extreme left Democrats, you know, burning cities and rioting, looting, killing, shooting, all that kind of stuff. You don't see that right now. You don't see it at all, actually, from the far right Republicans. But if Biden wins, maybe the far right will come out and start raising hell. Um, but if Trump wins, you know, the far left extremists um, will probably continue to, you know, do what they're doing. But my fear is that my cautious brain is, is that it could spill over. Right. Because November 3rd is the election. And then uh, on top of that, it's a possibility if uh, if the Democrats are still pushing mail-in voting, if they're still pushing that and they still go through with that, um, 
And if 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 people jump on board um, with the mail-in voting thing, it's a possibility we may not know who the president is on November third. It's a it's it's a huge possibility because you know obviously mail-in voting um, for, for presidential election has never happened before, and if uh, they're, they're anticipating. 80 million melon ballots to go out, you know, it's, it's, it's going to overwhelm the post postal service. And, um, we could be looking at weeks until all of those ballots weeks after the election, until all of those ballots are counted. Now, the problem with that is the postal service I didn't notice before, but the postal service is already a struggling business. And they're claiming they can, at one point, they're claiming they can handle that many ballots, 80 million, they can handle it. Um, And then another time they're claiming they can't. My, my opinion is, I don't think they can is and part of the reason why is what happened was was happening right now. Right now I am uh, having customers, I have a few customers who have not received their um, orders, um, you know, using the postal service, haven't received their orders. You know, I paid labels using the postal service. And then, for example, I go on eBay today, for example, and then there's a huge sign on um, on eBay when I'm, you know, um, getting my orders ready to ship out. There's a huge sign saying that, you know, USPS is having significant network delays. And um, they're in, 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 in that same message, they're saying, you know, use other this is eBay saying this, uh, use, use other, uh, postal services, use FedEx, use UPS, you know, um, they're encouraging that because of the delays that's happening right now with the postal service. Now, you know, um, that has a, that's going to have a huge impact on, on e-commerce sellers. If this continues, um, because, you know, they obviously have the cheapest shipping rates and, and, you know, UPS and FedEx, they're a bit higher. And then, you know, FedEx came out saying that they're actually going to um, start, at, um, charging, um, more during Q4 because of the increase in demand. Um, so that's going to, you know, that, that, that hurts the overall, um, industry, I guess you could say, um, if they start raising their prices. Now, if the postal service does go down or, you know, if they eventually file for bankruptcy or if they're having problems that they can't overcome, that is going to raise prices because who's left? I mean, you pretty much just have FedEx and US, uh, FedEx and UPS for the most part, and they're going to raise their prices, right? Because they, because one of the one of the competitors jumped, you know, is not in the picture anymore. Um, but that, you know, but that that's a, that's sort of a separate problem somewhat. But my point is, my point is, I don't believe mail-in ballots uh, for the presidential election um, are any good for us. And if that is the case, if we do do that, we don't know who the president is, and you know, the far right. Republican extremists might come out and start battling the far left extremists, you know, so it's going to be civil unrest in the streets. That is a 
somewhat of a prediction just based on what's happening right now, just based on what's on the table right now. You know, this, this can change in a month. So that's my cautious brain, right? So my other brain, which is my optimistic brain, is like, you know what? People may not give a fuck about any of this shit, right? They're going to buy and spend money regardless, okay? And that is a fact. I mean, where they're going to spend their money, that's, that's, that's the debate. But there's no debate that people are, are not going to spend money, that people are, are going to spend money. People do want to celebrate Christmas. People do want to celebrate the holidays. People do want to do those things. It's just my cautious brain is saying that this may influence a wider part of society. Because right now, most people are not, you know, concerned about what's going on right now. Most people these are very, uh, it's a very marginal amount of people um, because they have loud voices, because they're, you know, on TV and YouTube or whatever. It may seem like a lot of people care about this stuff, but most people don't care. Most, most people are not following, you know. Um, but my optimistic brain on this subject is like, I got to get in there, you know can't be can't be afraid and um just go in and go for it go in and go for it and see what happens because you know when the coronavirus thing uh pretty much happened in March as far as the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff you know business didn't slow down you know because of that you know um you know I I had a, a like I think it was maybe a Thursday or, or a Friday I don't remember ex- the exact day when uh, when Trump came out and said, you know, it's a national emergency or something like that, when everybody, you know, I guess made made it made it public that, you know, this is uh, this is something we getting ready to do was lock down everything and all that kind of stuff. When he said that the day after that, I, I, I mean, I thought business was going to, you know, just tank. Right. You know, right after he said that. Right. But the next day, you know, I had, you know, I had really good sales the next day. You know, really good sales. You know, I had a customer buy seven products from me, you know, totaling like 250 bucks, you know, and and, and that right there kind of calmed me down a little bit. Like, OK, well, you know, you know, it may not be as bad as as, as I anticipate. Now, there were some bad things that happened in my business during that time. My supplier is overseas and they were on lockdown. And I couldn't I couldn't get new product. Um, but I was, I was selling my inventory that I had at the time, but I couldn't get more, um, because of the lockdowns in, 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 in a specific country where I get my uh, supplies from, where I get my product, where I get most of my products from. So anyways, anyways, so my, my optimistic brain is saying, you know what, I have to get in here. I have to get in here and, uh, and make it work. I, I kind of don't have an option. Right. I kind of don't have an option. I can't really I can't sit on the sidelines. Uh, um, well, I guess I do have an option, but but at the same time, I don't, you know, because this is how I make my living, you know. So. Um, so I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. <laughs> so that's the first thing. That's the first reason why I almost talked myself out of selling in Q4. The second reason is. The second reason is now when I say Q4 for my 
business particularly, I, I'm talking about selling on Amazon. Okay. Now, um, last year I did last year, Q4, Q4 last year, most of my stuff, stuff sold on Amazon, you know, and that's with every Q4 so far. And I did have some items that, um, that I did sell on, on Amazon, uh, excuse me. I sold on eBay. Uh, I sold on Macari. Now, sup- now here's the thing that it, it it was surprising to me at least. Maybe not to other people, but to me, it was surprising how much um, interest and in how much I actually sold on Macari and Poshmark and holiday items. Right. So yeah, when I'm talking about Q4. I'm talking about holiday items. Okay. Um, now, you know, other people sell all, all kinds of stuff sells during Q4 and pretty much everything sells. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a firm believer that, it, you know, during Q4, everything sells, whatever's been, whatever's been sitting on your shelf or sitting in your garage the, for the entire year will end up selling in Q4 under normal circumstances rather. Um, but me in particular, I sell holiday type items, you know, Christmas stuff, um, but, um, but yeah, so I was surprised that on Macari and Poshmark, I actually sold quite a bit of uh, holiday items. It, it, it surprised me more on Poshmark because Poshmark is generally seen as the, you know, clothing, um, platform, right? Most, most people know it as the clothing platform, but, um, last year I just, you know, I just put stuff up just to see what happens. And now I know what happens. Um, I can, you know, kind of plan a little bit on selling on those platforms. Um, but mostly I sell Amazon Q4. Now, the reason why I almost talked myself out, the second reason why I almost talked myself out of uh, selling a Q4 is because I'm, I'm losing my, I'm losing a little bit of trust and faith in Amazon, uh, FBA, particularly. Now, I don't know if anybody's really talking about this because there's a lot of people out there on, you know, whether it's YouTube. I'm talking about YouTube, I guess specifically. A lot of, um, uh, I don't, I don't like calling them gurus, but you know, people who who sell things, sell digital products about, you know, selling online, tell people that, oh, hey, it's a great time to sell on Amazon. It's, you know, FBA is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they're telling you all these different things. It could be for some people, but if you've been in the game for a little bit, you realize that FBA, Amazon is, uh, is Amazon is huge. It's a huge operation and it's a huge company, huge. And because there's more people, um, and, and it's so large, you know, they're going to make very, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And because they're the biggest player in the e-commerce game right now, they're going to make mistakes and not really care. And, And when I say not really care, it's not that they don't care at all. It's just the the it's kind of the 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 way the kind of the it's kind of just the way the way it works whether it's human nature or whether it's business is when when you have all the leverage you you're able to pick and choose 
you know, what you're able to pick and choose, you know, what you want to focus on. Right. So like, for example, like, like me, you know, obviously I'm a small business. I can't pick and choose what problems I don't want to solve right away or, you know, or, 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 or anything like that. I, I just don't have that much leverage. So if there's an issue with the customer, I, I better resolve that very quickly because, you know, that can affect my performance, my performance uh, measures on the different platforms I sell on. And that's going to affect my sales that I, I, I don't have the leverage to half ass solve problems. Right. But Amazon, on the other hand, they're so huge and they have so much leverage in the industry. They don't really they make crazy mistakes. And the, the the main thing that's really bothering me right now is the um, the time, the time it takes to get my products available for sale. Now, a lot of that has to do with not just because they're, you know, this huge conglomerate that has, has somewhat to do with it, but not all of it is because, you know, Amazon is having issues. You know, they're having warehouses, you know, being burnt down. Um, um, and, and, and they're supposedly understaffed and uh, supposedly they're still giving more priority to COVID-19 products. Um, and a lot of people felt that in March when things were you know, going crazy with the coronavirus, Amazon put out that notice that you know, they're putting priority on COVID-19 products and everything else in FBA was kind of just um, um, on hold. So if you have products, if you have products in FBA during that time, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't at that time, if you had products in FBA at that time, you were screwed, you know, because people were, you know, clicking on your products and seeing that they won't get delivered to them until, you know, a month, a month and a half or, uh, you know, the del- delivery times were like a month out. And some of you guys noticed that if you were buying things on if you're trying to buy things on Amazon, you'll see delivery times a month out or a couple of months out. But anyways, so they're, they're still, they're, they're still slow with FBA in terms of getting products available. That is an issue because it affects what, what I want to send in FBA. Because if I, uh, like, for example, I'm not going to see my, my orders that I placed um, was it maybe a, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I placed the orders, but they're not going to ship until, um, about the first week of, um, the first week after October 7th. So whatever day that is, um, with, you know, between the 7th and the 14th. Now that could, that could, that could be delayed. You know, I mean, I am, you know, buying from another company. And if they have delays, I have delays. All right. So if I and, you know, they have other orders, too. So it's not like, you know, it's possible I might not get my stuff until after, you know, that time period. But they're, you know, they're committed to trying to ship everything or start shipping on October 7th. If I get the products, let's say it takes another, I don't know, a week uh, after they ship, takes about a week for them to get to my house. Let's just say, all right, so let's just say they ship mines on the 14th. 
October 14th. Takes another week. I get on the 21st. Um, now to pack and prep everything, let's just say that takes me, um, two, three days, you know, um, just to say it takes two, three days for me to pack and ship everything. Um, so now we're at what, October 24th, get it shipped out. And I've seen, I've been, I've been sending a few things FBA in the past couple of months, and I've seen like I, like like for example, I have I have products that I sent to FBA about maybe a, a month and a half, two months ago, that have not checked in, have not checked in FBA. They haven't they haven't checked in, and I'm having issues. Uh, having some other issues with FBA as well, where they're not letting me send a certain product for some crazy reason, and um, I I. I um, I keep forgetting to call them and, and, and see what's up with that because I have some product that I want to sell and I can't even send it in. I'm, I'm able, I'm, I'm not gated, you know, I'm able to sell it, but they, you know, the error message that I keep getting is that, um, I had a removal order during a, uh, a promoted removal order or something like that. Like I removed some products. I remove, um, I removed some products that were um, during like a free removal time. So they, they had a promotion because usually it's like 50 cents, if, 50 cents per item if you want to remove them from FBA and get them sent back to you. But the error message I'm, that I'm getting is because I removed these items during a free period, I'm unable to send that same item. I'm, I'm unable to send it back to FBA. I mean, it's just, just stupid stuff, right? So, but anyways, um, so if my stuff doesn't get checked in or it gets checked in really late, it it limits um, it it limits my ability to sell during the peak times, or it's gonna give me uh, if I don't if I have maybe too much stock going into FBA, you know, I might have overstock. No, it's just pretty, pretty much plain and simple, you know. So the peak, the peak is there, and then I still have more products than what I should have after the peak, you know. So that time period between um, uh, the, the those peak times are pretty much the day after Thanksgiving, which is Black Friday, um, all the way up until uh, well, there's a few peaks and valleys between these times, but a huge peak is. The general peak, I guess you could say, is November 24th or whatever Black Friday is all the way up to about December 17th. That's the highest time. So that window, I need to have everything available for sale before then, honestly, because a lot of stuff sells during um, before Thanksgiving. But it just it just puts it just puts it. You can't really or at least I can't. I can't really. Um, manage the inventory. Like, how much should I send in? How much did I do this? How much should I, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, just that right there alone just made me feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I should send anything to FBA, but, um, so what am I going to do? So, what am I going to do? So, I am doing, um, 
I am going to deploy a diverse strategy, a strategy of diversification. Plain and simple, um, the stuff that I know is going to sell on F- uh, FBA, peak or not peak, I'm sending the FBA. Um, and then I also have, um, uh, I'm also going to sell on eBay. I'm going to do what I did last year, pretty much, but I'm going to do more of what I did. And uh, I'm going to do more non-Amazon FBA um, selling. So I have maybe, if I were to put a percentage on it, I would say maybe, I don't know, 65 to 70% of my Q4 products are going to go FBA. And uh, the other 30% I'm selling on eBay. And um, and I'm going to see what I can, I'm going to see, you know, what I can do on Etsy. But, uh, but eBay... Uh, and Poshmark and in Amazon as well, but Merchant Fulfilled. So Merchant Fulfilled Amazon is part of that 30%. So Merchant Fulfilled Amazon, uh, um, eBay, and then the Poshmark and, and, and uh, Macari. Macari and Poshmark, it's not going to be a huge, you know, thing in terms of like, oh, that's going to, I'm going to make a ton of money. But it will, I have enough units, I have enough of products. A lot of the stuff that I sold last year, I'm selling this year. So the stuff that I sold last year on those platforms, I'm probably going to sell more of them because um, I'm going to start earlier than I did last year. I kind of waited because I didn't really know what, you know, what I was going to do. And I was still just kind of like, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to work and all this kind of stuff. So spending time kind of in limbo last year, um, you know, cost me a few weeks uh, of selling, but, um, I'm going to basically start earlier and see what happens then. Now the beauty, now the beauty built Q4, and this is a huge, this is a huge beauty. The beauty about Q4 is, and I'm, and I'm, I'm specifically talking about holiday items. Everything sells in Q4, but I'm specifically talking about holiday items. You can, you can literally have a Q4 business on holiday items. You can sell a boatload in Q4 on holiday items and then take the rest of the year off. Now, to pull that off, you know, you're going to need some capital. But um, but if, if you have, like, some partners or something like that and you pull together uh, or, you know, you got a credit card or whatever, I don't know. But if you pull together some funds, maybe about 100 grand, you know, you probably make about, you know, 40 or 50, um, depending on what you do. Probably make about 40 or 50 grand profit, and then you can do something else for the rest of the year. Now, imagine if you double that, maybe 200, 300 grand, and um, you spend 200, 300 grand specifically for Q4 and take the rest of the year off, or you know, you know, if you have other income streams, that's great. You know, I can see myself doing something like that because it, it's, it's, and, 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 I, and it's not something that I, I realized before, you know, I jumped into Amazon. It's not something I'm seeing uh, what's possible now that I'm in it. Um, because I, I see it, there's a lot of products, like there's a lot of, um, um, like for, for the companies that I buy from, for Q4, I mean, like 
if I would, I, if I were to spend, a, if I were to spend a couple of hundred gram across, you know, a couple of these companies, man, I'll be, I'll be sitting, I'll be sitting pretty good, and then do something else for the rest of the year. It's it's totally possible, hundred percent. Um, but you know, it just it's just it's just just an idea, you know. It, it's well, what I like about what I like about it is just you know it just gets you thinking differently, you know. Like, damn, you know, I can really. You know, spend a hundred grand and just sell on Amazon or eBay or whatever, and uh, make a decent amount of money and do something else for the rest of the year and not deal with, not deal with Amazon or e- e-commerce, the, the 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 woes that come with that <laughs> during the during the year, you know, and then just only uh, deal with that at the end of the year. I think that's a pretty cool idea. If um, you know someone could pull that off, that's that'd be great. I don't hear any. I don't hear anybody talking about that. I don't hear anybody talking about that. Anybody who talks about Amazon FBA, no one talks about that. You can be a Q4 seller, and that's it. You can you can just do Q4 and be done, and then just come back the next year, do it again. You come back the next year, do it again. Um, but you 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 know you have to you know you know purchase from purchase goods from 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 quality not quality but from the right uh companies you know um yeah it's just it's just it's just amazing to think about that but anyways um let's see so so the the other beauty about q4 is holiday items I'm only talking about holiday items is that, you know, a lot of this stuff really sells all year long, all year long. And I only know that is because I, I sell, if I have it, I sell it during the year from, um, from, uh, uh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the name of that. Uh, forget, forgetting the name of this particular product. But anyways, but yeah, it's it, it sells all year. Now, for any Amazon sellers out there, you know, here's how I how I sort of determine what I'm going to sell. I'm using a hundred percent. I'm using Keepa. A hundred percent. I'm using the Keepa charts. I'm looking at the sales histories. The sales history. I'm looking at reviews and. Um, a lot of stuff just sells during the year. But, you know, you have to have stock, obviously. So, so the key four is not one of, one of the, um, one of the, one of the concerns about Q4. Uh, if you, if you haven't had a Q4 yet, one of the main concerns, this was the main concern I had too when I first started, uh, back in 2000, what, 18? When I started, you know, going really heavy doing wholesale on Amazon uh, was during Q4, um, was during Q4 of 2018. So one of my main concerns was like, well, if I buy too much, I'm not going to be able to sell it. And then another another actually concern that people have is, well, people just buy stuff and return it. They, they buy stuff and if they return it, then how am I going to sell it? Right. So if one, they're going to return it. If they buy stuff and return it, 
And then the second is if they buy a return, I'm not going to be able to sell it. So, so I, in my case, I have not, I have not found either of those true. Like I said, if you buy key four items, a lot of that stuff still sells after Q4. So January, February, all the way up, you know, it doesn't sell as fast, obviously, but, but a lot of times, you know, you're going to be, if you have stock, I you know, I, I don't really concern myself too much with, uh, with, with overstock. I don't, I don't look at, uh, I don't look at, I don't, I don't look at that part to determine, I don't look at it. Well, you know, if I have too much in terms of if it, if I have too much to sell after the holidays, will it, will it sell? I don't even look at that. I'm, I'm more so looking at competitors. I'm looking at, uh, how many people are already selling the product and, um, I'm looking at the, the the amount of stock in a particular product that a company has. I'm looking at those things more because that's not a concern. It's not a concern at all whether the item's going to sell after Christmas or not. And the second thing is, I, I relative to the items relative to the number of items that I sell, I get very few returns. Very few. It's very few. Very few. And they return it. Usually, it's in great condition. I just resell it. You know, sometimes, you know, it's not in great condition, but, um, but it's very few. And that's speaking from doing at least, uh, was it 2018, 2019? So two Q4s back to back, same thing, very low returns, you know, and if I have overstock, you know, I can sell it still after. And usually when you usually, and another thing too, the, another bonus too, is, you know, the you can sell it at a higher price. You can sell it at full price uh, after the holidays. Close to the holidays and after the holidays, you can st- sell stuff at full price. You don't have to, don't try to, it depends on, how, it depends on how bad you need the money back and the profits and, you know, it depends on how bad you need the money. It, it, it also depends on that. Uh, if you don't need the money, you know, you can sell things at full price or higher. Um, and then, you know, after Q4, you can just start selling at full price, you know. But depends on how much stock you have and depending on how depending on how much how badly you need the money back and all that kind of stuff. So but if you can just post it, leave it up there for you know, full price. And um you probably would get that price. So so um so when I'm looking at when I'm looking at products, I'm looking for me, I'm not really interested in new items that have not been tested on Amazon yet, that have no Sales history. It's a, it's a new product, period, point blank. And um, I don't really I don't really dive into that too much unless uh, I kind of un- unless it's like a variation of a product that I've already sold previously, you know. But even then, I don't try to figure out or guess what is going to be a good seller. Um, what I usually do is. Um, around September, I usually start placing my orders moving forward. I'm going to start placing orders earlier than that. Um, because a lot of stuff is just selling out and it's because companies are, you know, placing their orders by February, you know, in March and April and all that kind of stuff. People are placing orders then. Now here's the good thing. I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but, um, here's a good thing. So if, with some of these companies, you know, and I'm speaking of, you know, if you're a host, if you, if you are a wholesaler, 
right, where you buy products wholesale and you sell them on Amazon or wherever. A lot of these companies you deal with, a lot of these companies that you deal with, and this is stuff I didn't know before, is um, you, you know, you place an order. That doesn't mean you, you, you pay for it right away. You pay for it when it ships, but you're making a commitment to pay. Right. It's not a contractual commitment. It's just a commitment to pay. Right. You can call them, you know, in December or, or, or you can call them as long as you call them before they actually ship your products. You can say cancel the order and, you, and there'll be no problem. But if you place the order, they get an idea of how much stock they should buy. And um, uh, or, you know, yeah, they get an idea how much stock they should buy in a particular product and then they go order that. So they don't have the product when you make when you make your orders a lot of times. But uh, but if you place the order, you kind of just secure your spot with that product or products. And then, you know, um, you just got to place them early. And there's a lot of products that I missed out on that that were doing really well for me back in 2018. I weren't able to get them back in 2019 and um they just did so well, and I just I just kind of just saw them doing really well in 2019. I just missed the whole train because I didn't place my orders earlier in the year. But anyways, what I usually what I, what I do is a lot of times is, uh, or you know what I've been doing is I've been placing my orders um, around September, and then October, I uh, I'm looking at products from that same company on Amazon to see what's what's doing really well what's doing what else is doing well right what else is doing well what new products are are are, are taking off because you can see what products are going to take off uh you know late september and in like november you can look at the keeper charts and see that there's a you know a trend of this product doing a certain way so people are responding to uh the product and then amazon in return is is, uh, you know, using its algorithm to, you know, push the product and all that kind of stuff. You can see that October, November. So I would, you know, start placing more orders in October. Just the stuff that, you know, that's been that's been proven um, that other other sellers have um, jumped on before me, obviously. Um and then I'll place some more orders. But this time, this year, I just placed all of the orders that I could. I used up all the, you know, I charged up the visa all the way up, you know, max my card out. And, and the reason why I do that, the reason why I max my credit card out is because I, I this, is, this is stuff that I'm familiar with. I mean, I'm, I'm buying the same stuff, you know. I'm not buying, you know, this is not my first time around. So I'm very familiar with, uh, I'm very confident this is safe inventory, that if I spend the money, I'm going to make it back. Whether it's, you know, just my cost of goods, you know, that's not going to happen, you know, unless, you know, something crazy happened in the world and, you know, Amazon, you know, went bankrupt or something like that, which is very unlikely to happen. So if unlikely events happen, that's when I'm going to have an issue. But, you know, 99.99% of the probability that, you know, the unlikely things are not going to happen is very safe inventory. And I'm experienced with the types of stuff that I'm selling. I'm, you know, I'm only using, uh, I'm only buying, I only buying from two companies. So um, one company I buy, I buy just, I'm, this year I'm just buying one product from them, you know. So I spent like five grand with them because I did the same thing last year. I'm, I'm just buying the exact same amount 
I bought it at the ex- pretty much at the exact same time uh, as I did last year. And um, this is a product, you know, it's uh, it's 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 somewhat high ticket, I guess you can say. You know, uh, my costs all in are about thirty eight. Uh, it might be like th- might be close to forty dollars when you add in the shipping uh, shipping costs. Um, I don't know. You know, if, if the shipping cost is the same as last year, my cost my cost of goods would be about thirty eight bucks. But let's say shipping went up. You know, so let's say forty bucks, and the item sells for about ninety. I can sell it for about ninety. Um, in between seventy nine and ninety dollars, and um, depending on you know what you know what's going on with the competition, you know, raise my price, lower my price. But the, at the highest, I can sell it for ninety four dollars, and I can sell quite a bit of them. Bought one hundred forty four of those, spent like five grand with them, and I spent about fifteen grand with another company. No, about maybe about thirteen grand, about thirteen or fourteen grand with another company. Um, where I buy most of most of my Q4 items, you know, um, this is you know very safe inventory, well known Q4 holiday brand uh, in the marketplace, very highly recognized P, uh, company, and um, you know unless unlikely events occur, it's gonna be just fine. So that's why I charge up the Visa, max out the card, max out the credit card, keep it pushing. All right, so um, so that's what I'm doing this year. Next year, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to probably explore some other options in terms of financing. You know, you can do um, you can buy these things on terms. You know, you can buy these products on terms if the company offers that. Like one of the the main company I spent about fifteen grand with, or I'm gonna be spending fifteen grand with it and charge my card until they ship my ship my items. Um, so so they have terms where you know you don't pay for, you know you don't pay for items till thirty days after it ships. Something like that. So I'm gonna look. I'm looking into more. I'm gonna look into more financing options. Now, this is with safe inventory. I don't recommend none of this shit. If it's just some some something new you're trying, something you know you never done before, or no, this is safe inventory. I'm experienced with it. This is a well-known brand that I'm working with in the marketplace. Well-known. Blah 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 blah. Right. But, um, you know, sure. If you want to do it, do it. But because at one point I did it, you know, when I first, I guess my first Q4, yeah, I spent like, you know, I spent maybe like five grand with this same company when I first found out about them. I don't know, maybe we spent between five and ten. And then once that went well, the next month I spent another ten, you know, on the same, you know, on the credit card, whatever. But I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it if, uh, if you'd have little experience just selling on Amazon, period. But anyways, I digress a little bit. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. I'm doing a lot of merchant fulfilled uh, and merchant fulfilled on Amazon. And, um, you know, obviously shipping my shipping my own orders on eBay and um, Poshmark, Macari. And I'm going to see what I can do on Etsy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I might, I might, I might, uh, leave Macari out and switch that out for Etsy. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's not too late. Q4 is not too late. You know, you want to get in where you fit in. Um, I want to give a, I want to give a few tips for people who, 
maybe um, maybe don't have a lot of access to capital um, or don't have a lot of experience, you know, um, and. And this is actually something I'm going to do, you know, as well, because I need to, like I said, I only, you know, spent money with two companies this this year. Q4 is usually three. But, um, you know, I feel like I need to diversify a little more. Um, only, only because, only because not, not because of the company itself. I'm very confident in the company and in the, in the products that they sell. Very confident. It's just, like I said, a lot of the products that I've been really wanting to sell, they've been snatched up by, you know, bigger, bigger, bigger players than me, obviously. So I need to kind of, you know, diversify the companies that I buy from and, um, you know, or at least attempt to, or at least have another option, right? So, so here, here it is. So, during during Q four, you know, let's say, um, let's say late October, and all November, you know, get on Amazon and start typing in stuff, start typing in uh, like different holiday items, and. Um, Look at the brands. Look at the brands. Because that's what we're going after, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, if if you want to get into the wholesale game, or if you're already in the wholesale game, just start looking at brands, looking at brands. Who has who has, um, you know, really good selling products and. Uh, I, I wouldn't focus on. How many sellers right away? I'll just start listing, just listing different companies. Whatever company that has, you know, a few sellers uh, selling the products and they're, you know, pretty decent. They're pretty decent in the in, in how they're selling in terms of, you know, number of units uh, being sold and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the uh, I use, you know, I use Google Chrome. Uh, one of the extensions uh, that are good for this that help you determine, you know, what products may have some potential are uh, Chrome extension is called a DS Quick Amazon, D- DS Amazon Quick or DS Quick Amazon, uh, DS Quick Amazon. I think it's that if you look up, if you get that, uh, that'll help you, you know, determine, you know, what the sales rank is for a particular product you're looking at. But yeah, so just look at different brands. You want to go through just just brands, 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 brands. Um, you know, there's 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 a, there's quite a few brands that um, I know of, but they would not give me a wholesale account because they had too many Amazon sellers or stuff like that. But I'm probably still gonna reach out to them and see if they see if anything's changed. You know, a lot of good companies. Like if you if you get one of those companies that are like, you know. That those are the best. Those are the best wholesale companies to work with. Is the companies who probably have a have some type of limit on how many Amazon sellers they have. Now, that's not a hundred percent true all the time, which is the reason why I want you to just list the brands. Just list them. 
And then, you know, once you get all of them, you know, contact them and, 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 and ask for a wholesale account. Now, remember, you know, if, 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 uh, if this is something you're hearing for the first time, you cannot uh, get a wholesale account without a seller's permit. Uh, so you need a seller's permit. In different states, they call them different things. So maybe seller's permit. It may be, um, what else is another name for it? Uh, not business license. I mean, I made that mistake. I thought the business license was a seller's permit. I went, you know, when I first started out, but it's a seller's permit. So if you type in Google seller's permit and then your state, something, something should come up and, um, they might call it something else, but make sure it's not business license. That's totally, that's totally different. You need a seller's permit. Um, you would never get a wholesale account without a seller's permit. You never say never, but 99% of the time you, you won't. So you want to make sure you have that. So, um, so what, what I was, what I was getting to is, um, I was saying companies that have some sense of, you know, not allowing Amazon sellers. Um, now here's, here's, you know, I, I just thought about this right now. Um, there's a lot of these companies who would not at the time that I, I tried to sign up for them, they wouldn't give me accounts because I was an Amazon seller. But now that I'm selling on other platforms, they may still give me the account and they have really, really strong, strong selling products, like just amazing. Um, but anyways, now, for, for example, that's not always true in terms of those are the kind of uh, brands you want to work with, because the brands that I work with now do not have a cap on Amazon sellers. But I'm buying out their stock. That's what I do. These companies in particular, uh, well, one of the, the the main company I'm buying from, you know, they tell you how much of each product they have. And a lot of times what I do is I determine if I want to buy out that stock or, um, or if I want to buy some of it and I, I'll be okay, you know, because sometimes you don't have to buy it out. If you, if you see the cap, if you see the limit, you know, I, I look at what's, what, um, how many sellers of that particular product are already on, uh, Amazon already? Because like I said, I'm, I'm late to the game a lot of times and I, I do that on purpose, um, just to see what other people have. So, um, a lot of times you can, you know, gauge what's already out there. You know, um, there's a, there's a, actually there's a Chrome extension. I'm trying to think of it on, for Amazon. I can't think of it, but if you Google something like inventory stock on Amazon Chrome extension, there's a, there's quite a few of them that pop up and they're free. All of it's free. DS quick Amazon is free. This, this one I'm telling you about is free. You can, you can click on it and you can see how much stock a person has. Now, when I first started selling wholesale, that, that Chrome extension didn't exist, but now it does. I use it, you know, but I use that and I also, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't hundred percent tell me about how much stock in a particular product is going to be in or, or how much, you know, how much is out there in the market because there could be sellers who, um, have not sent their stuff FBA yet, you know, but anyways, I use that data to that data plus the stock of the inventory that they have on, on hand at the moment to kind of gauge if I want to buy out, um, a particular stock in a particular product. But anyways, but my point is it's not always, uh, it's not always a must. It's a, it's very it's icing on the cake. It's not, but it's not a must that you have to sell, um, products 
uh, if you have you have to partner with brands that have a cap on Amazon sellers. Now, I will tell you that I don't stretch that. I don't stretch it. Now, you notice I only I only buy from two companies. Now, I don't, you know, go through all these different wholesale accounts and stuff like that. And uh, if they don't have a cap on Amazon sellers, most of the accounts that I have, wholesale accounts that I have, do not have caps on Amazon sellers. And I don't buy from them for that reason. And I can't really gauge how much stock in a particular item exists. If I can't gauge how much stock in a particular item exists, I don't really bother with them. You know, but anyways, so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, you know, experienced and non-experienced Q4 sellers during November, December, you know, late October, get on Amazon and just start typing in things and see what brands come up, write those brands down and then contact them. Um, you know, contact them now or later, so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah. Q4, let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a great Q4, but it's going to require work. It's going to require work because the times we're living in are a little bit different, a lot different from last year. Amazon's a little bit slow on the FBA, so you might have to do some merchant fulfilled stuff or you might have to sell on different platforms, but it's going to, it's going to work. We just have to work to make it work, you know. But that's all I got for today. That's all I got for today. But until next time, until next time. Um, but like I always say, till next time, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.